What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Nerd Cyclopedia, everybody. Your friendly neighborhood, Sam. Hi, Sam. Hi, Scott. How you What's doing going today? on with you? Oh, I'm just enjoying a fine December yeah. Wednesday morning. Yeah, Wednesday morning, we're coming at you guys. You know, um, weather is going up and down, up and down, but you know. That's just how it goes in the um the 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 east uh, the Midwest section, the western part of PA. <laughs> That's right. Everything up and down as far as the weather. It's going to be cold today. It's going to be warm tomorrow. You don't know what shirt to wear when you leave the house. It's always the wrong shirt, no matter what shirt you pick. No matter. No. Doesn't even matter the fashion. It could be a great shirt. It's still the wrong <laughs> shirt. <laughs> All right. So um. We got the letter T today. That's right. And for those of you who aren't familiar with us, we are Nerd Cyclopedia. We are going to go through nerd stuff one letter at a time. The whole alphabet. Whole alphabet. A to Z. And we cannot be stopped. Yep, we just keep going and going and going until, you know, we come to the end of the alphabet. And then guess what? We start all over again. They call that C- A. It's called season two. <laughs> and I know we haven't really announced it yet, but our production costs are low, so so we're gonna we're gonna do a second season. Uh, yeah, we're gonna need some of you guys to come through with um that those ad that ad money. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of which, today I'd like to hold up the podcast hostage while I do an advertisement for uh I don't know drinking glasses, drinking glasses. <laughs> Sam, hey, have you ever been thirsty before in your life? All right. Then you know what you were probably looking for? A glass. And the reason is, the glass is what you put drinks into. Whoa! Yeah. Ever since the beginning of time, man has tried to find a way to make the most fragile and breakable possible thing to put their drinks into. We started out with horns of animals. Then we moved on to clay cups, and they would break, but not enough. And that's why mankind had been a glass. Glass, it's something that's dangerous. <laughs> and you put your mouth onto it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so dangerous that you have to put your mouth onto it. Ugh. That's, that's how dangerous glass is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm someone who's... Now, I'll just tell you, you know, this is hard for me to take on you know, glass in general and drink glasses in particular as a sponsor, as glass uh. has almost killed me before. <laughs> so I had an accident like a long time ago. Almost uh. killed me, so I'm not a fan I, of glass, but you know, I'm willing to compromise my principles for the betterment of Nerd Cyclopedia. Yes, yes, yes. I mean... Glass guy. <laughs> glass, everybody. And if you'd like these dumb ads to stop, you could sponsor Nerd Cyclopedia yourself. And actually, please just stop doing this. Please. <laughs> we need our coffers filled. <laughs> That's right. They're empty, and and that makes us sad. All right, so you guys can um, catch us at Nerd Cyclopedia on Facebook and Twitter. Um, email us at um, NerdCyclopediaPodcast at Gmail. Um, follow us on. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, Go to our website. Yes. <laughs> Forget our website there. www.nerdcyclopedia.com. And so let's get on with it. Excellent. So like I said, at the start of the podcast, um, or at the beginning of the podcast, we say we're T. So it's, T is one of those letters where, you know, it's a, it's a lot of stuff going on with it. 
Oh, what, oh, yes. what do you want to start off with, Scott? Well, I think when you're talking about T, that there's only one thing you can really think about with the letter T. Uh-oh. And, it, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you are a fool, and you could also say that I pity you. Ooh. 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 Good teaser. Good yes. teaser. Ah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we're obviously I'm talking about Mr. T. Mr. And T. To me, there's nobody else that I think of when I think of the letter T, or perhaps any other letter, right? Because there is no Mr. Q. <laughs> there's no Mr. Q. <laughs> Mr. Q's not out there. Like sometimes I feel bad for people that don't know what they're doing. Wait, wait. He was Mr. Q. Q wasn't in um, Reservoir Dogs. No. <laughs> no, that was Mr. That was Mr. Pink. That was Mr. <laughs> you are incorrect, sir. Oh, that was the uh, he he did he did the colors. I got you. Right, <laughs> not the letters. That was in Not the that. first script. Okay, that was in the first. <laughs> Mr. T. So Mr. T was probably one of the first celebrities that I could pick out when I was a little kid because he looks so iconic. Mr. Right. T's look for anybody who doesn't know anything about Mr. T, and, I, and I'm going to tell you right now, we talked about doing a whole episode on Mr. T mm-hmm. when we started this. Right, see, I'm like, I, I just want right. to pull the curtain back right. on the encyclopedia, let people see behind. So they can see that we were talking about doing the whole episode on Mr. T because he's. Bill might. I mean, I'm I'm not saying we're going to get to any of the rest of this stuff. Like, <laughs> listen, I'm just saying. So Mr. T uh, was, uh, or I guess he is. He's not dead, right? He's not. He's not dead. Oh no, he's he. So Mr. T is uh, a guy who became famous for his uh, his shtick of wearing a lot of gold mm-hmm. and having a mohawk mm-hmm. and being T stands for tough, right? Yes. Now, his deal started when he was a bouncer at nightclubs in the 70s. Right. And people would come in, and he would take their gold chains and just hold on to them, right? Right. So he would do that, and he'd like start wearing So he had, at the end of the night, he'd have all these chains, and he'd give them back to people, right? Right. But not, but not everyone would come for him, and sometimes they would have already been kicked out of the bar by Mr. T. Right. So sometimes he'd just have extra gold chains. So he just ha- ended up with all this gold, and it turned into his trademark. And that's how Mr. T... Became Mr. T. Okay. <laughs> he was also he was also in the Marines or, or something, and at one time he was being punished, and so they told him they gave him this axe, and they said, "All right, you just start chopping trees, and we'll be back." Like kind of laughing, like, "Oh, he won't get that many down." And he chopped down like 120 trees, and they came back, and they were like, "No, <laughs> you just oh, destroyed wow. this forest <laughs> like, out of spite." Come on, Mr. T. Yeah, Mr. T was also the hero in Rocky Three. Okay. Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang was the hero of Rocky Three. Now, not a lot of people believe me when I say that, but it's true. And I can <laughs> prove it. So, why is Clubber Lang the villain? Why do people think he's the villain of Rocky Three? Because he says uh-huh. something sexually suggestive to Adrian, right? Right. Well, my posit is that he it never should have come to this. Because obviously, you know, Clubber Lang deserved a shot at the title. He obviously deserved it. He was the best right. boxer. Right. And Mickey was shielding Rocky and not letting him face him. So he had to stoop to a level he didn't want to stoop to just to get a shot at the title that he richly deserved, and he proved it in the ring. <laughs> Rocky was denying this man a shot at what was what he deserved. I mean, he deserved it. Right. And you can't say he didn't because he beat Rocky up pretty good. Right. Killed Mickey? I mean, you know. So, okay, I can I get that. But Rocky was part of a systematic injustice designed to prevent 
prevent Mr. T from getting what was it rightfully his. It was a conspiracy. <laughs> well, it wasn't a willful conspiracy by anyone but Mickey. It seems like Rocky <laughs> wanted to fight, but, you know, he just uh, didn't have to work for anything anymore. And that's why he had to go train with Apollo Creed. So Apollo Creed could teach him how to get into real running on the ocean shape. Anyway, that's that's that's, that's what I got on Rocky Three. Uh, Mr. T also very famous for uh, making up making a song called "Be Good to Your Mother." Uh, Be good to your mother. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really funny. It's all about respecting your parents, and that's the toughest thing there is. Everyone knows that. Yeah, there's nothing tougher than than respecting your elders. A lot of things in the '80s, um, they they. Uh... With like a lot of PSAs with like um, I- iconic figures such as Mrs. T. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on on the back of a lot of those cartoons, you had like little PSAs that they had to um, they had to express and everything if kids were watching. You know, Mr. P was Mr. T. Mr. T was the epitome of be uh, of having a, like that positivity. Be good to your mother. <laughs> I'll just stay off drugs. I want you to go to school. I want you to be good to your mother. I want you to go to school, fool. I'm gonna take the heavyweight championship away from Balboa. I'm gonna take him. I'm gonna murder him in the ring. But you can't. You can't mention Mr. T without um one of the um most iconic television shows of you know the eighties. Mm-hmm. The A Team. The A Team. Mr. B. A. Baracus. <laughs> B. A. Baracus. Now, come on now. What was... I think Mr. T, when he came out, he was known as Mr. T, but mm-hmm. he was put on the map as B. A. Baracus. That, <laughs> oh, yes. that, that was, you know, one of his um, iconic um, um, 80s um, characters of, of the 80s, pretty much, you know. Oh, yeah. And um, he was surrounded by a team of misfits from military, right? Oh yeah, they all got they all got kicked out because of some yeah. sort of right. Yeah. They were disavowed, and now they roam around the country in a van, <laughs> telling people to be good to their mothers. <laughs> get the drugs, get in the van, get your mother. Anyway, hey, hey, what was um going to the next town? What, what was his Achilles heel? He had to um he could he couldn't fly. Yeah, he oh, was afraid right. to fly. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to always put him out. You know, <laughs> do something to trick him to you know into flying and everything. I don't want to. Fly. <laughs> Oh, what do you mean we're on an airplane? You told me this. You told me this bird was just gonna walk to Phoenix. <laughs> oh man! I don't trust these metal birds. Can't feed them. Don't have no feathers. Don't want to fly on them. Classic. So he um he was born Lawrence Terod. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um. He was he Mr. T in the 80s was big. He um he teamed up with Hulk Hogan. F days and him and Hulk Hogan were really traveling out and about their thing wrestling stuff. Mm-hmm. Um Don't forget he played Santa Claus at the nineteen eighty three White House Christmas party. Did he? And there's a very famous photo of Nancy Reagan uh-huh. sitting on his lap. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was Go, Nancy. <laughs> Mr. T's going to show you how to be good to your mother. Nancy Reagan. She was the ultimate mom. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh man. <laughs> so Mr. T, uh, Mr. T also has has some cartoons. Uh, you know the Mr. T mysteries or whatever. And, uh, like you know, he also played the uh, cop and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh yeah, the first one and the second one it was played by Terry Crews, but Mr. T played him in the first one. Okay. So that's uh, Mr. T's the best. I love Mr. T. Yeah, Mr. T is awesome. Yeah, speaking of an animated series, it aired on NBC. So I mean, Mr. T, he got his fill in the '80s with his mm-hmm. um, with the, with his style and his um, look and everything, and his um, you know, stature and stuff. Yeah, Mr. T, yeah, he's he's definitely awesome. Mm-hmm. Mr. T, Mr. the real T. hero of Rocky Three. <laughs> One time. <laughs> I was messing with a guy I worked with like a long time ago, and I I just sort of made that Mr. T being the hero thing up on the fly because he was talking about how I was like you know Clubber Lang wasn't that bad like if you look at the villains of Rocky, uh-huh. Apollo Creed obviously ends up being not bad. He's just a, they're just boxers that boxed against Rocky, right? Uh-huh. That's every villain of the Rocky movies basically is that. I'm like well Clubber Lang is you know he never got a shot at the title and he deserved it. And this guy started yelling at me, so I went on Wikipedia. Uh-huh. And I adjusted it, <laughs> so I changed the plot simply of Rocky Three to be set up so that it was the other way around. And I sent uh-huh. him the link to the Wikipedia page, and it was up for the whole day. And mm-hmm. it was my number one Wikipedia own of all time. <laughs> the number two, and this this happened way later, is um, I worked with a guy um, who was a big fan of uh, the band Papa Roach. Okay, I don't know why. I mean, this was not in two, like two thousand or anything. This was not a long time ago when that was been appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a couple years ago, right? And so I went into their Wikipedia page and I said, and I wrote uh, at the bottom of one of their summaries, as of, as of the time of this printing, Papa Roach is in desperate need of a second hit. And I left it <laughs> and I put it in there, and it was there for like three months. For real? For real? It was so funny. I just kept going in and laughing about how it was. <laughs> felt like a little vandal but it was so funny anyway that's that's uh that's the uh that's the chicanery that i pulled with uh with mr t like a while ago so so he actually had a um tv show called i pity the fool huh mm-hmm. wow it was a reality series it doesn't have much much to it but it only lasted like six episodes it was really just mr t going into people's houses and just being sad uh-huh. About the house itself. You know? <laughs> so where's your bidet? Oh, uh, we don't we don't have a bidet. Oh, I pity you. I pity you. Bidets are amazing. <laughs> That's what it was, Volta. Uh, I'm looking at the episode um, titles. Motivation. Trust. <laughs> unity. Respect. Leadership. Communication. Man, that's that's Mr. T to a T, right? And, and you gotta love Mr. T being so tough and like just trying to be nice. Like that's the best part about Mr. T is like all the uh-huh. stuff that he pushes is like nice things. Nice you know? things. It's like do some errands for some old people around you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do some errands for old people. <clears throat> yeah, help an old lady cross the street like Mr. T would do. <laughs> and that's like if you try to if you try to if you don't help an old lady, I'm gonna get tough. I'm gonna pity you. Oh man. Classic. I mean, you gotta respect that at least. It's yeah, 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 exactly. All right, so um, what else we got in T? Well, that's it for T. We're glad everyone came. Through <laughs> <Nelson>. <laughs> yep, that that was our podcast. Oh man. So how you? Sorry, right. no, we're not. We're just kidding. Uh, I think we probably could have pulled it off. I just wanted. I don't think we have to do it, Sam. I just want to. I just want people to know we could do it. This yeah. could go on for another forty-five minutes or an hour. Yep. Just yep. talking about Mr. T. That's how much we like Mr. T. <laughs> so I'm just kind of ribbing Mr. T a little bit. Mr. T, if you hear this, 
just know we're sorry. Uh, we are good to our mothers. Yep. And everything's fine. Love you, Mister. We would also welcome you on the podcast. <laughs> Please. Open invitation if you'd like to come and discuss our mothers. <laughs> or <whatever laughs> <with> us. <laughs> you're welcome. To, you're welcome to come on the cast. Oh man. He. I mean, he did. Mm-hmm. He, he was on different strokes. Yeah. He was on Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> he was an institution. Oh, he was on that show TNT. <laughs> wow, how can we forget that? Oh, man. See, guys, we could go on and on about Mr. T. I mean, we, so you see, we tried to stop, but we came back right on it. Oh. Of course, he was on. Oh, yes. Every, great every, bit. He had to come on the set. And there's a great bit on The Simpsons where Homer said that he didn't go to the mall to meet Mr. T. And he says, uh, he says, they said it. I said I'd go. I said I'd go. And when I got there, they said he just left. <laughs> and when I said, well, when's he going to come again? They said, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Mr. T. Mr. T. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Enough with Mr. T. Okay. All right. Next up. But wait a second. Did you know? No, okay. <laughs> see, you see? There you go. <laughs> we could go on. And on, I mean, this day, you know, try us, but it would it, it, it just, just what it might be. I mean, um, on, a, on a side note, if you'd like to commission an episode on Mr. T, <laughs> we, we're not we turning that down. Goods. We got the good, Sam. We could do it. Yeah. All right. So, um, next up in T, what I wanted to, um, talk about, you, you can't, you can't really talk about T and nerd geekery. Um, if you don't talk about Transformers, yes, more than meets the eye, yes, robots in disguise. In- now, yes. when I talk about Transformers, I'm from the Generation One, mm-hmm. Optimus Prime, Megatron, Soundwave, Starscream. You know <laughs> those Transformers. Mm-hmm. Anything after that, you know, it's 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 hit or miss with me, but um. The, the the first line of toys, tra- Transformers number one was probably my number one toy of all time. Period. Made a real big impression on me when it first came out. You know, you had the you had toys, and then all of a sudden you had these these um, these toys, cars, and different vehicles and stuff actually transforming to robots. Are you serious? <laughs> you know, you already had robots on one side and then you had cars on the other. So to combine the two was just mind blowing for kids back in the day. I mean, oh, it yeah. was just it was just crazy how, you know, Optimus Prime, he he was the um he was the cabbage patch. If you guys remember cabbage patch. <laughs> but he was it, it, during Christmas and everything, you couldn't find like a um a, a transform of Optimus Prime. Yeah. You know, um he was just Oh, the the epitome of um you know being a leader and being a positive and being just you know that that impression of you know in, in young boys and everything of 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 just being that that figure that figurehead and the leader of the Autobots and everything Autobots versus Decepticons yeah that was a um big thing they were from Cybertron you know <laughs> a, 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 a a metal planet, you know, a robot planet and came and crashing down the earth in the ark, you yeah. know, and befriended humans and stuff. And it was, is transformers was just incredible at that time. Um, 
So with the Autobots, you had them, you know, fighting the Decepticons and their leader, Megatron. Now, Megatron, I remember back in the day where his toy wasn't really in the stores that much because he he turned into a gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. He turned into like a pistol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was really hard to find his toy. It had a scope. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> it had a scope. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And 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 that was around the time where um, uh, the FCC was really man- regulating um, advertisements of um, toy products through commercials mm-hmm. and stuff. So you really had to um, really had to finagle your or find a really good way to promote your toy. You can especially p- promote it through a thirty minute um, TV show. So. Um, I don't know how they did it, but, you know, obviously they did it and everything, but you couldn't directly just advertise your own toys during, like, the TV show or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Transformers, it was a very transformational <laughs> for me <laughs> back in the day. Um, they came ended up coming out with a movie, you know, towards the back end of it called Transformers, a movie. Really, you know, one of the... Um, at the time, it wasn't really popular, um, to um, but basically, you know, Transformers fans, it was like you know, super, super, super cool, but didn't really do well at the box office. Right. Uh, what was your first impressions of Transformers? The first thing I remember thinking about Transformers is that it's two toys and not just one toy, uh-huh. because it was the thing it turned into, and then it was a robot that you could hit your brother with when your parents weren't looking. <laughs> uh, I mean, not that I would ever do that. <laughs> <clears throat> But I'm what, hit your, brother, hit your so, brother? <laughs> yeah, but I'm the older brother, so what are you going to do? Right. Uh, there's power dynamics, and I was older. Uh, I didn't choose it, but I took advantage of it. So, so yeah, so, like, Optimus Prime would turn into a semi-truck, and you could run the semi-truck around, and then, whoop, he's a robot, and he can punch things. <laughs> or shoot beams of light out of his hands, whatever uh-huh. they do uh-huh. uh, <laughs> on the TV show. But like you were saying, this was all part of the... There were, like, a lot of cartoons that came out that were cheap that were designed to sell toys. This... Thundercats, um, Bravestar, uh, man, there's another one. He-Man was like that. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe, GoBots. So oh, like you're saying, yeah. for, for some reason, there was like this big change in, in the 80s with the rules, and now all of a sudden, you know, they were just making these these um, these shows where basically toys were coming to life and be- punching people. <laughs> and I mean, as a little boy growing up in the 80s, what more could you possibly want? <laughs> what more? I mean, you you want Optimus Prime to come to life and just, you know... Punch someone in the face. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're riding down the highway and see, like, a Mack truck and imagining his Optimus Prime actually coming to life. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah! The, hold up, yeah. Scott. The, these were things I would actually do when we were driving to, like, you know, go to, going to my um, grandparents' house, you know, because uh-huh. they lived uh, about a couple hours away. You know, we would look at different cars, and they were make some models of, you know, stuff that was in the, um, in the the on the TV show. Right. Like, what if it would transform into this? Transformer that we would play those type of games on the road. It was yeah. it was it was crazy the impression. Yeah, pretend like the cars are gonna like transform into robots and run next to you instead of just driving next to you. <laughs> <clears throat> you know? That's the end of my that was the end of my uh my imagination. That's the only thing I would ever think of them doing. So I'd do the same thing. Uh, uh I remember the Transformers toys had that little there was a little like square on it that was heat sensitive. Yes. And if you yes. put your thumb over it, it yes. would turn into either the Autobot or the Decepticon. Oh the Decepticon, logo. right, right, right. Transformers <laughs> are great. I, I forgot a, all about that. Wow. 
I always had I had a set that like you 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 put them together into to form a bigger robot like a Voltron, you know. Constructicons. Yes. 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 It's Devastator was my favorite. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, Absolutely. the Constructicons. I mean, the green. They they were they were out. They were um green. You know, right. really light green. So it was like really stood out. You know, but um anytime I like the same thing. I see a green um construction vehicle on the road and everything, and would just think, wow, if, what if it actually combined to form like a big robot? Yeah, <laughs> Devastator. Devastate. Dev, Devastator was awesome. Oh yeah. One of the first combiners. Is what they call them. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you know uh, uh, that's what I remember about about Transformers. My brother actually really liked Transformers a lot. Like, oh I yeah, like Transformers, but they were like Andy's thing. And Andy uh-huh. liked a lot of really cool stuff. And, and there, he's he's uh, my brother's name is Andy, by the way. Uh, shout out to him if he ever listens to this. Daddy does. Shout out to uh, Andy. Shout out to Andy from the Encyclopedia team. Um, he liked a lot of the stuff actually on this list, so I'll probably mention him again. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he he would he had all those Transformers in like his room. And I had mine, and I was much worse at taking care of my things than him. So his, are he probably still has them actually. Oh, uh, uh, he could... has a lot of the Generation One stuff. I mean, my mom threw most of that stuff out. Ah, because <laughs> those toys are actually worth something now. What? You know? <laughs> oh man, I might have him. I, I'll, I'll ask him if he does. I'll, I'll seriously, have him. yes. Yeah, if he does, I'll have him put, post some pictures up. Um, yeah. I know we're going to talk about this in a, I mean I don't want to interrupt but we're going to talk about the turtles in a minute I know he's got a bunch of stuff for that team so I'll see <laughs> if he wants to put some pictures up for me oh, yeah that'll be cool to put up on the Facebook and everything you know mm-hmm. check out mm-hmm. the um, old generation one stuff but okay. yeah I mean Transformers it was one of those toy um, um, toy lines that actually came with you know, a good lore you know so right. it actually has its own history and you know, um, Marvel Comics actually um, was commissioned to come up with like different character um, beats and stuff to, you know, for like Optimus, Megatron, and everything. And um, it has a really extensive backstory. And you know, other uh, unlike other toy lines and everything, I mean, Transformers really got into its own history and stuff. Absolutely. So the different um, the different designs and then different designs and toys that came out of it like um the constructicons like we were talking about the insecticons yeah. you know the insect transformers you know the um the dinosaur pla- ones the dinobots oh yeah. yes yes the dinosaur bots were real popular especially you know because kids love dinosaurs so you combine dinosaurs with a robot and he's a transformer oh my good a dinosaur <laughs> you just couldn't go wrong with some of these ideas that they were coming up you know Hasbro, they were they were like on a roll with that. You know? Oh yeah, and and that's the thing is like you know, people don't realize is that these toys actually did all the stuff they said they did, which is yes. not so like it would actually transform. Like you could fold it up into the little car, uh huh. You know, and it would have little it would have seams, but if you press it together, you couldn't really tell. And then you could just undo it, and all of a sudden it would stand there. So, I mean, that's all they that's what they said it did. Uh huh. It did that thing every single time. Right. So it's a great toy because it, you know it's not false advertising at all. Some toys <laughs> I feel like they make a promise and don't deliver on them. Transformers delivered. It delivered. What used to crack me up with the cartoons is the size proportions. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you had this. Um, you had Megatron. You know, the regular size transforming everything, but when he transformed into his um gun size, you know he was fit small enough to sometimes fit into a human's hand. Which was really at the time, if you're like a, a, a seven or eight year old, you're not thinking about that. 
but but it may be in like the back of your mind like how can a transformer of his size you know transform into a um tiny little you know gun to fit into a human's hands and then you know they had the nerve to to have him transform into like you know other bigger robots hands and stuff so it was it was crazy (laughs) just imagine like first of all times were different in the 80s that sentence that you that that statement you just made right there, right? Like he transformed into a gun and would just roll into a kid's hand. It's like, <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Our parents yeah. were, and I'm not saying they didn't love us as much. They just weren't as concerned <laughs> as a, as an organization of parents as a country, right? They weren't right. just as concerned about stuff like that. Well, you know <laughs> what? We were talking about Nancy Reagan earlier. She sort of led that um that 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 movement um of toys and um. Um, it's commercial commercialism in, 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 in media and everything as far as toys and stuff, like cartoons and stuff. So that's where a lot of the, the regulation came with, you know, pretty much started by like Nancy Reagan wanting to make sure that, or, you know, the kids were, you know, having the right impressions when it comes to what they were viewing on TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's when you had like the um, the PSAs at the back of TV shows like a GI Joe knowing is half the battle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you had those tags to um, to just tone down, you know, a lot of different things that were actually being put on TV. You know, you had um, in Transformers, they were always they were they would never um, hit a human, you know, as far as like the guns and everything. And it would just be lasers just. Missing all the time and everything, and the stakes <laughs> the worst shots were ever. GI Joe, the worst shots ever. The worst shots. The worst, the worst, shots, worst ever. shots ever. The stakes were super low, you know. Even if, although it was violence, explosions, <clears throat> and stuff that happened, but generally, I mean, it was just, it was just different things that happened on the show that were that made the stakes really low, just to highlight the fact that these were actual toys mm-hmm. transforming and you know going back and forth and everything. It was weird that, like, <clears throat> there were episodes, like, like you were saying, where the stakes were so low. There, there's one episode I, I feel like I remember where they were like, well, if we, if the, if the uh, Decepticons win, this company's stock price is only going to go up a little bit. It's like it'll go up slower <laughs> than it would be if the Autobots won. But we better have a, you know, a brawl between <laughs> 700, you know, 100 ton robots just slamming into each other in the sky and just. Right, shooting right. lasers at each other right. over nothing. Oh man, that is crazy. Oh. You know, they might as well have just called the the uh, <clears throat> the Allspark cube. They might as well have just called that the MacGuffin cube. Yeah, right? like they might as well just call it that. <laughs> For real, that's what it is. It's not anything else. Oh, but it's okay, it is what it is. Hey, Transformers has lasted a long time. I mean, it came back. Um, <sighs> well, not so much came back, but um, the popularity just just rose again when when. Um, Michael Bay started making his Transformers. Mm-hmm. That first one was, was pretty decent, you know. Fortunately, they let Michael Bay do more. Letting Michael Bay do things is really the problem <laughs> in Hollywood. If you want to know the truth, they should just stop that, and the problem would be solved. Uh, apparently not, because <laughs> last Transformers film was the worst film. Um, of the series and everything and made the least amount. So I don't think he's coming back, hopefully, for not anymore. But, um, but yeah, the, the line has lasted for so long, you know, a long time. So it's really time-tested. It's been real. It's been a lot of suspense and lots of um, stories based on, like, you know, the whole, the whole um, Hasbro line and everything. It's just a testament to a, a, a product that was created back in the 80s and still lasts to this day. Still going for like um, 
still being um, having a good impression on like a lot of kids and adults. It's one of the greatest, uh, you know, media things ever designed by a committee. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah. Transformers. Robots in disguise. And I also want to mention, before we get done, the sounds of Transformers. Oh. The transforming sound. The, yeah, uh, iconic. Uh, iconic. 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 All right. I just had to say that. Hey, awesome. hey. Good add-on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what else we got in T? Well... <clears throat> let's see here. I don't want to do Thundercats yet. I think okay. I want to save it for a later episode. Just okay. we, it's going to be kind of similar to Transformers, and it's okay. you know, an overall story I want to do. Okay. So let's talk about... Hmm. What if we talk about the Titanic? Uh-huh. What if we talk about the Titanic, the boat first? Okay. And then we'll see if there's any other... Titanic related pop culture things we should discuss at length. Okay. Or that deserve to be discussed at length. James Cameron. Okay. So right. so the Titanic was a ship they built and they said it was the biggest ship ever. And they said, Rich people come on the Titanic. And they said, Poor people, there's some room. Maybe you nudge some rats out of the way. <laughs> get on the Titanic too. We're all gonna go to New York. And then it it sunk. Because of an iceberg and idiocy. Iceberg. Yep, and they're supposed to be unsinkable. Yep. Uh, that that was the that was was the um that was one of the lines. Um, Titanic. Well, they they promoted back in it was the unsinkable. You know, like how ironic that <laughs> that became. You know, right. So yeah, so I mean, you know, it's a tragedy of a first order, a world famous. You know, like three thousand people died, uh, and it led to a lot of changes in ship safety, actually. Yeah. Which is the thing it did. So now you're not allowed to have not enough life jackets or not enough lifeboats. Right. Um, you're not allowed to just lock people into steerage and lock and leave them there to die like happened. Uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> so a lot of stuff changed. Uh, the Titanic also was, in pop culture, the uh, the impetus for the plot of season one of Downton Abbey was because the heirs to the Grantham family fortune died in the Titanic. Right. And there's a lot of really cool science-y stuff about exploring the, the deep of the ocean <clears throat> that was done because of that. And then they made a movie about it. And that they, movie... Um, they made a couple s- movies. Well, they, they made, made a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they made a lot of movies about it. But there's a specific movie I'm talking about starring Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> and Kate Winslet that came out in the in the you know kind of late 90s. Yeah. And, and it dominated culture for like a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was such an it was such an event that like like the song from that movie was on the radio so much and I just hope Sam starts I really hope when you edit this you start playing it right under my voice right now just the beginning <laughs> with the little the little yeah you hear the flute uh-huh. you just hear it and you would hear it on the radio and you just know that for the next 15 minutes <laughs> for the next 15 minutes people Celine Dion was going to sing this song oh man and and you were gonna, you know, maybe, and you were gonna look at the dial, and you were gonna see what station it was on, and you were gonna be like, "This is like Southern Fried Rock Station, right? This is like what my parents listen to. What's this song doing on this radio station? It's way out of place." Right, 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 right. right. And then it would end, and you'd like, you know, go into the store, you know, if you were going to the store, do something, come back out, get in the car to go home, and you know what would happen? The beginning of the song would start fading in, <laughs> and you'd be on a completely different radio station. 
and I would play again. And for the fifteen next fifteen minutes, Celine Dion was singing about that movie. Yeah, was um I mean it wasn't um promoted as like a blockbuster, but although the the, the picture cost like um two hundred million, yeah, uh, it didn't really that that was right when mm-hmm. blockbusters weren't really blockbusters around that time. You know, they were um this was more like more or less like a holiday movie and it just came mm-hmm. out the gate not really doing as well. But it just caught on mm-hmm. like you said, pop culturally so much throughout like the next twelve months that it was just it was just a phenomenon. I mean, it, it you haven't really had anything um like that to this day as far as movies concerned. I mean it made a billion dollars in like nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Like, that's hard to... I mean, I don't want to sound old, <clears throat> but things didn't cost as much back then. Like, movie tickets were only, like, five bucks. <laughs> right. So to make a billion dollars, you had to have, like, twice as many people see the movie as you do now. So it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. now, like, if, like, two or three movies a year, I'll crack a beat. Right. Worldwide, but it never happened before. This is the first one that did it. Yeah. And it was... It was, ne- it was number one for, like, like six months. Like, six months. Yeah. And it was, it was hard, like... You know, what's really interesting about Titanic is that it was really a female-driven... Like, it was a female audience that liked that movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can tell you, it was not me or any of my friends. They were a part of, they were a part of that group. I, 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 don't, I don't think I ever... I never... I didn't see that movie in the, in the theaters. I waited till, okay. um, you know, it came out on video at that point in time. <laughs> Blockbuster. And kids, <laughs> and kids, when you would go to Blockbuster... I said, I, again, this is old Pappy Scott here. Pappy Scott. Back in 1997, (laughs) if you wanted to see a movie and you were at home, you'd have to go get a home movie. That means you'd have to get in your car and you'd get in your car and turn it on. And uh, a gentle flute would start playing in the background. (laughs) For the next 15 minutes, you'd be hearing Celine Dion singing about some man on a ship. Way to Blockbuster. So So you go to Blockbuster... And you'd say, I want to see that Titanic movie. <laughs> and they'd say, it's back there with all the other ones. And you'd turn around, there'd be a whole wall full of copies of Titanic. And the, from the front would be a copy that actually looked like the movie Titanic. But behind it would be the fake movies. The boxes mm-hmm. without the Titanic on it. That's where the real movies were, everybody. They were in the fake boxes behind the real boxes. So, Titanic was a long movie, you understand. So it have uh, I'm, not, I'm not doing the voice anymore. Uh, would have it had two two VHSs. So you get them like they'd be like rubber banded together through the you know what I mean through the case. Oh yeah, that's right. It was it was two movie. Okay, because the movie was so long, it had to expand to two different tapes, right? Yeah. So it was uh, yeah. four. It's a four hour long movie, which means if if somebody cons you into watching it, it's a big investment. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are, I don't know, in <clears throat> ninth or tenth grade, you see a lot of movies that you don't pick, so you end up seeing it. And technically speaking, and from a special effects standpoint, Titanic is a very impressive movie. Yes, it is. And, and it does the sinking of Titanic in a very faithful way, because from when the ship hits the iceberg to it goes underwater, it happened in real time, according to the crash logs. So... So they, there's not like a, so that's interesting. It's like one of those one shots, you know, okay. it's like another degree of difficulty that Cameron added. Okay. Uh, so technically it's a super impressive film. And, and like you said, it was the most expensive movie ever made. And he had to like use his own money. Yeah. Which is why he made so much money on it. Cause he owned it. Like how George Lucas basically owned Star Wars, right? Right. When he made Empire Strikes Back, he said, no, I'll just use my own money. Right. 
and gave everyone the finger, and then he was a right. billionaire. Um, that's pretty much what James Cameron did. And so the technical, the technical aspects of the movie, from the special effects of the ship itself to the sinking to, you know, that sort of stuff were awesome. But the story, yes. the story of the movie, the story of the love between, you know, poor Jack and Rich Rose was terrible. It's a terrible <laughs> movie. And it's one of those types of movies. Now that that don't, don't say that to a lot of females back in the, um, 1997. <laughs> I think I have enough space. <laughs> like, I think I finally have enough space in 20 years to say I didn't like it. And, but, so... So here's so okay so this that's the stuff I, that's good about the movie that's just like uh, I think objectively good it's the special effects and everything so and Titanic is a story about a guy who's trying to get back to New York and he gets like he wins like a ticket in like a poker game right so he gets on this right. he's in third class and then uh, Kate Winslet's playing this rich girl who's going back to New York with her fiance who's Billy Zane and Billy Zane's not a nice guy <laughs> not cool dude right so you know they she meets Jack because she's hired for Billy Zane. Uh, they do the king of the world thing. You know, Jack's like, come live with me with the underclass. He doesn't say underclass, but it's what he means. Right. And, you know, they're dancing around, dancing around. Everyone's happy. You know, <laughs> Billy Zane's running after her. Jack draws her like a French girl. Uh-huh. They do it in a car on a boat, which is pretty baller when you really look at it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can't knock that. Uh, it's some hustle right there. Uh, and then um, something tragic happens. Uh, Billy Zane gets involved. Throws Jack in the brig, and then the ship hits an iceberg. And hilarity ensues. Just kidding, like, everybody <laughs> dies. So the first half of that sounded like a like the high like hijinks, right? It sounds like a like a farce. Right. And then it hits it, then in, and then they hit an iceberg and the tone shifts to terror. Yeah, <laughs> like right yeah, like yeah. boom. And that yeah, that was the first two hours, and now you got the as soon as it hits the iceberg, that's when it all goes down. So really in in the in now the future from their from Titanic's perspective from the movie's uh-huh. perspective they would have made two movies and the first movie would have ended as soon as they hit the iceberg and the second movie would have come out 2 years later and it would have been a flop they never would have made it so I'm glad they didn't do it that way uh, cuz I'm glad they made the second half of the movie the second half of the movies where all the special effects are right Wait a minute, hold on. Are you saying that was their original intention to split this into two different movies? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that oh, that's okay. how they do it now. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, That's how yeah. these studios right, do right. stuff like that. Yeah, right? yeah, they, they got to have a sequel. Right, so there's already, there's no, and there's no sequel to Titanic, right? That's a one-shot deal. That was just a one-shot. Oh, believe me, <laughs> they were trying at that time to find a way to sequelize this movie. Well, the because... White Star Lines were doing that too, right? They were like, <laughs> that's what they wanted. They wanted Titanic to have a second, a second go-around, right? Uh-huh. But they only got the one. You know, just went underwater. Uh, so, yeah. the, so the thing crashes, and there's a lot of you know class commentary, and you know the first class people are all getting on life lifeboats while the band's playing, uh-huh. and like nobody knows how to evacuate the ship because of like you know like you were saying the hubris they thought it wouldn't possibly sink. Right. The bulkheads weren't actually high enough, so the water got everywhere. Right. And the ship sinks. Then, while everybody's in the water, the freezing water, dying of hypothermia, Jack puts Rose up on this like uh, it's like a like a headboard for a bed uh-huh and she gets up on it and she's like jack there's plenty of room up on this headboard and he's like no 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 there's not <laughs> and she's like no seriously there's plenty of room and jack's like no i'm not no no oh. this ain't gonna happen for me but you're gonna have to live life for both of them. and then he's dead and he just floats. and then she just like pushes him down in the water and uh <laughs> that's about it she manages to uh <clears throat> escape from her rich family somehow yeah. Although there weren't, there were only like a couple hundred survivors. They pulled 
off the off the boats and even out of the water. Like she's, I think, a line in the movies that she's one of like twenty people or something that came out of the water out of two thousand. So you would imagine that group of survivors wouldn't be that big, right? Right. Probably all meet up. Anyway, she goes and then she uh, and then she so she's stolen this necklace, which I guess I the MacGuffin, right? Uh huh. And she has the necklace, and her you know her granddaughter's struggling to support her. She's like a waitress. And then, like, you know, uh, Rose has this necklace that's worth, like, <clears throat> millions of dollars. And she goes on and she goes on this ship with the, um, with this archaeologist or whatever who's trying to find the Titanic. Right. And she just throws the thing in the water. Right. Wow. And everyone's like, oh, what a great, like, oh, it's so nice, you know, she finally lets go of this and she can finally die in peace. But I'm just like, you know, that poor lady that's working, like, she, why does she have to work now? <laughs> like, because grandma, grandma, <clears throat> you know made us to do the smart thing and get this necklace a hundred years ago. Right. And now she's not doing the right thing and selling it? Right. Ah, it makes me sad. <laughs> SNL did a SNL did a skit about that too, which was really funny. With uh because Bill Paxton was hosting, uh-huh. I think. James Cameron came out and said they said this ending ruined the movie. And it was just all the people on the on that ship beating up Rose, like the old lady. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. What? He's like it ruined the movie, so we reshot it. That was funny. <laughs> I threw it into the sea. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, um, I, I remember it at the time, man. It was, it was, I think, because of its popularity, I did not want to see it. I just, <laughs> it was one of those, okay, I'm just, a, I'm just anti-Titanic. And this was the guy who did Terminator, guys. You know, yeah. <laughs> Terminator uh, 2 and Terminator, um, Terminator 1 and 2, yeah. um, doing this movie, so... I, I don't know why I didn't actually just want to go see it, but I think you know, I was just anti-Titanic because it was just so popular. You know? Yeah, I That's know why you didn't want to see it, Sam. <laughs> I know why you didn't want to see it. Because you would get in your car to go to the movies and you'd be like, all right, finally I'll see this. It's like a cheap movie day or whatever. It's like uh-huh. 1 o'clock on a Tuesday. Uh-huh. And you turn on your car and this flute would just start playing. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd be like, no, nah, I'm not that movie coming for? <laughs> I don't even have the radio on. You start yeah, I don't even have it. Then Celine Dion dumps out, jumps out of the back seat. Smash cut to black. I was literally movie, hearing, movie over. I was literally hearing stories by themselves or with a, um, a, one of their friends or whatever or going in groups every single week. Mm-hmm. Oh, it will be weeks at a time. You know, okay, you you have people that go to movies two, you know, one two times maybe at the most in the theaters. But right. a lot of these 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 females at that point in time, they were going weeks and weeks just so they could see the story, um, and <laughs> and and get I guess get that emotion of um, Jack just sacrificing himself for <laughs> for her and everything, <laughs> you know, and get that repeat experience. Um, and it's, and folks, this is a four hour movie, four you know? hours. So they're sitting in the theaters, you know, that long and everything. And this, like Scott said at the beginning, this was a movie that um, that stayed in the, the theaters for like quite a long time at that time, which was really unprecedented for like you know a movie, a four-hour movie at that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really decent stars too. Victor Garber was in there, Kathy oh, Bates, yeah. um, who else? Um, Bill Paxton was in it. You know, rest of, um, R.I.P. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it, it. Oh man, I forgot all about that. Yeah, that he was, yeah, that he was dead. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, because the the stories are told is told in a flashback, right? So yeah. essentially, this is just a big flashback of her life, or I mean, her her life, her um experience, you know, on on that. 
hope. But um, Titanic was uh, it was big to say the least. It was kind of ironic that it's named Titanic and how big you know film actually became because it won like fourteen Academy Awards, including Best Picture and Best Director. The so, old lady got nominated for an Oscar. The old lady. <laughs> she, she was in the movie for like twenty minutes. That was a, I remember that being a big deal because she lost. I uh-huh. can't remember who she lost to, but she lost, and everyone's like, "Well, she didn't get another chance at this." Really? Wow! Mm, for did, some, like what for supporting record. actress? Really? Yeah, yeah, best supporting actress, and like Leonardo DiCaprio. I think did he get nominated. Or he did not get nominated. I know he didn't. He, win, he, he didn't win. I don't know if he got nominated. But I don't. I know he definitely did. Kind of surprised. Neither one of them won for like best um actor actress. But yeah, I mean, it was um, it was definitely a um, it was a lot of controversy during the making of the film because it number one of the budget because that was one of the highest budgeted films ever made. You know, at that mm. point in time, um, it was a lot of problems in trying to actually depict a lot of the stuff in the film. Um, and James Cameron is real meticulous, so he wanted everything to be super perfect. So mm-hmm. a lot of demands that he he made during the film, as far as like the production and. Um, you know, especially the effects, because he wanted the effects to be super, you know, right. and at that point in time, I don't know where effects were, but apparently he got him to where he needed to be to do that film. Mm-hmm. So to do and to do something like that again nowadays is. can't really hate that. Um, Cameron did top himself. When he came out with Avatar, <laughs> <laughs> which, which, and I'm going to say this is an even worse movie. <clears throat> yes, a with uh, even better special effects, even better <laughs> special effects. That. Your effects driven type really outdid himself as far as I, I've, I've not seen Avatar since. Because you can't see it in another medium. I mean, I saw it. You know, I saw it on like New Year's Eve. Yeah, uh-huh. and I had the, the glasses on, and there's stuff like floating all over the place. It distracts you from how terrible the plot is. But if you watch Avatar at home, uh-huh. nothing can distract you from how terrible no, the plot of that no, movie is. No. And like I said, this is the guy who did Terminator, guys. <laughs> no, and nothing can distract you from how awesome that movie is. It is awesome. Awesome, both one and two. So yeah. So now, now that we're let's move on. I'm done with Titanic. <laughs> Titanic. I want to talk about Terminator. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Are you yeah. ready? Yeah. Terminator is the is a James Cameron movie that is frigging awesome. Yes. Let's talk and about. I want to talk about awesome how awesome the first Terminator is first, right? Yes. Now I saw T two before I saw T one. Okay. And. Because I, I was on, I was you know, T two came out in ninety two, T one came out in eighty five. I was only like two years old, yeah. not old enough to watch it yet. Right. And usually I don't necessarily agree with that sort of stuff, but my parents were right. Do you see to watch Terminator uh-huh. and see a, a demonic robot from the future coming back to murder you uh-huh. um, in the in the womb, so to speak? So, uh-huh. so that would have been frightening to me. So I'm glad I didn't watch it. But the first Terminator is a horror movie. It's not an action extravaganza. Right? Not it's at a all. Horror film. Uh, a it's big, like a Freddy. A big, a big contrast from movie one. Oh my goodness! It's basically like Friday the Thirteenth. If instead of Freddy being a magical, you know, instead of Freddy being like a magical demon, 
Or instead of Jason being like a demon, like a magical, you know, unstoppable killing machine demon, if they took that and made him instead of magical, unstoppable killing machine robot. <laughs> and that's basically what the plot of Terminator is. There's a right. robot that's coming back, and it's it's the biggest piece of military technology ever. It's the most advanced thing ever. Right. And it's coming for you because you have a kid that eventually leads the human resistance against the robots. And that's trippy. Yeah, it's it's real trippy because of how simple it is. I mean, the log line, like you said, is just simple. Uh, a robot coming back, coming back from you know, kill the kill the leader of the resistance. I mean, and he that's, kills he kills every single person named Sarah Connor in the phone book in L.A. Like because he can't God, think of a better way to get that's through. That's one of the things that tripped me out when I first seen the movie. Like, okay, the, the he. In order to find who he needed to find, he looked in the phone book and went down a list and killed every single one (laughs) that was named Sarah Connor until he got to the one that he needed to get to. That was crazy. (laughs) Yeah. But that's just that that scene right at the beginning where he just like messes like Bill Paxton's in this movie too, by the way. Yep. He's in the beginning of this movie. He's one of the you know the uh, the punk rocker guys that Arnold Schwarzenegger just decimates at the beginning of the movie. The Cameron favorite. (laughs) So I want to talk for a second. So that that the plot that's basically the gist of the plot, right? Yeah. And there's a sequel, so the Terminator doesn't win. Spoiler alert for you. (laughs) But Arnold Schwarzenegger is definitely the villain. The, the died, like, no-joke villain right. of that movie. Right. And it was very risky for him to do. Schwarzenegger, if, uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar, was a bodybuilder, was, like, a world champion bodybuilder, was Mr. Olympia, like, five times in a row. And he was getting into acting a little, and he made Conan the Barbarian, and everyone saw a lot of promise in him because he's, you know, enormous, and also, um, he was an okay actor, right, for right. what he was. And um, and Cameron said, you know, here's a plot, here's a script that is, you know, would be different from you, but it, you would be perfect for it. And Schwarzenegger just does such a great job at just being this monolithic, silent, just deadly, ugh, you know, frightening uh, killer robot. Right. And it really set his whole career off. But the thing is that everyone thinks of T two when they think of it, of Terminator. Now they don't think of T one. Yeah, they right, right, right. <clears throat> and the whole thing about T two, and, and and I've read a lot of stuff where they messed up the marketing on this. And by the time uh, T2 came out, Schwarzenegger was a huge star, like Total Recall and right. Running Man. Like, all those movies had come out in the meantime. Right. So Schwarzenegger didn't want to be the villain. So, like, about a quarter of the way through the movie, you have two guys that are coming for John Connor, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and Schwarzenegger's one of them. And you just watched a whole movie where Schwarzenegger was just murdering everybody. Like, I mean, he kills a whole police... Like, he goes into a police station and just takes it apart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so there's nothing anyone could do to stop him. So he's coming for John Connor. And then there's another guy. Mm-hmm. And in the last movie, the other guy was Reese, right? Right. Who Reese. was coming to save Sarah Connor. So you think, you know, you think the Terminator, uh, Schwarzenegger is going to come to kill him. The other guy's coming to save him. But it's the opposite. And they didn't market it like that. So they didn't market it as if you couldn't tell the difference. Right. So you kind of know, Schwar- you go into the movie thinking Schwarzenegger is the good guy, right? And it ruins the effect. Well, and if you watch the movie again, you can tell that they made it. To be ambiguous on purpose. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the controversies around that time because, like you said, Schwarzenegger didn't want to appear as like a bad guy, but the way Cameron filmed it was that way. So that was around um, about uh, around ninety two, ninety one. Yeah, yeah, around the early nineties uh, when blockbusters started being a little bit more. You know, it, it was one of the the the, the early 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 blockbuster 
even though it was a rated R movie, Terminator 2 was actually a blockbuster because everyone was anticipating it because of the um the cult status of the first movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so, it just kept going. You know, Terminator One is something that just kept like it was it was in the pop culture as soon as it came out. It was yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It had established um established lore, you know, associated with it. I don't know if that was intentional or not, you know, for James Cameron, but um, but. You know, it was a lot of stories expanded. It was very sci-fi-ish. You know, it was the epitome of sci-fi, even though the simple the simple logline of it just you know predicated it to being um you know guy just coming back from the future and everything. But it oh, just cool. made like a whole bunch of stories you know that could have come from it. So when the second one came out, or you know when it was in, when it was announced that it was coming out, the the I remember just my um I was just anticipating that movie just so much. And I think when I did eventually see it in the movies, knowing that, um, what was the guy's name? That T1, T, was it T1000? Yeah, the T1000. Yeah, Robert Patrick. We already <clears throat> knew from like interviews and media, you know, that he was just going to be the bad guy of the movie. And it did spoil like the effect of it because it was presented in a way in the actual movie that, um, it was that was going to be the twist. That um, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger was not going to be the you know bad guy of the movie, and it's it's sort of disappointing in hindsight that it was it was marketed like that. But in order to make its money, I can see why. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely get it. I mean, Schwarzenegger was the big star in, in that movie and stuff. Right. But so <clears throat> so yeah, so the first movie is a horror movie. The second movie is like an, an action adventure almost. Yes, but it's very trippy and very like nihilistic. Right. Because the idea is that there is a uh, basically a computer gets control of all the uh, defense systems of the world and launches all the nuclear weapons because it determines that the biggest threat to the planet is humanity, which is you know terrifying. Terrifying. And then the humans come back in a resistance led by John Connor, and the the robots realize that they can't beat John Connor, so they figure, well, why don't we just go back in time and kill his mom? Then we won't have to worry about John Connor. Right. And that's how the first movie starts, and they send back the Terminator, and then they John Connor's team infiltrates the base like as soon as the Terminator goes back, so they send Reese back at the same time. Right. And uh, then Reese fathers John Connor. Right? Yeah. So there's like a real big, there's a real weird causation loop there. Right. And then he dies, and the Terminator gets uh, smashed in a hydraulic press, except for its hand. And everyone thinks Sarah Connor's insane, so they take her kid away from her, and they lock her up in a mental facility... Then ten years later, the machines do the same exact thing, except this time they send a new model Terminator who is a shapeshifter, right? That <clears throat> can turn himself into like, like he's like a made of mercury. He's like liquid metal. Liquid metal, yeah, yeah. And he can change himself into like different, like you know, simple weapons, um, you know, knives and yeah, that was crazy such. around that time. Yeah, needles. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, and then they have to, uh, so what they have to do is they have to destroy all the stuff from the T-800, the Schwarzenegger Terminator from the first movie. Uh-huh. Because now, what happened is, Judgment Day got accelerated because now they used all the robotics and computer stuff from the T-800, or the Schwarzenegger Terminator, to create a new line of computers. So everything sort of accelerated, like progress accelerated, so computers got better faster, so Judgment Day moved up. Right. And in Judgment, in T-2, what they're trying to do is stop Judgment Day. Right. And push it back. And then in T3, right? In T3, Judgment Day happens. So it was inevitable the whole time. Got it. Yeah. 
Um, Weird, right? Going back to it, my feelings on Terminator is is um, starting to stop with James Cameron because of mm-hmm. his baby, his idea. So anything after T two does not count to me. Okay, that's <laughs> um. So it's amazing how the first and second movie repeat the same beats, the exact same beats, or the second movie repeats the same exact beats of the first um, movie and still maintains this entertainment, you know, as far as being a really good movie because Terminator 2 was really good. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Um, despite it being like, you know, a much lighter, you know, much, um, you know, I remember around the time, you know, people were complaining about whiny John Connor, you know, how, (laughs) you know, his, his voice was and, you know, I just, don't kill, don't kill, I don't want to kill and everything. Why do you have but, to kill? But, but I kill people, that's what I do. I'm a Terminator, I Terminate. <laughs> that, that's it. You're using the tool improperly here. Perhaps you should allow me to just kill everyone. But Does that make things much better? <laughs> but um, the, the story surrounding the um, you know, actual movie itself, as far as like the lore and like the mythology, the mythology of Terminator is just dense and really, um, really, really great. So, um... It, it's just amazing how that movie, um, <clears throat> even though it's rated R, it would be considered a PG thirteen. Not though the way the way if you go back at it, look at it, it would be considered a PG thirteen movie not because it was just marketed like that. You know, mm-hmm. um, so like I say, anything after T two to me doesn't count. Although I did like everything. I'm sorry, I didn't like anything from the third movie except the ending. I thought it ended off kind of like just really crazy. Bonds actually did go off, and it was just like... um, Mm -hmm. That was just sort of interesting. Um, I didn't like the fact that they changed like the John Connor character and just disregarded Sarah Connor pretty much. Um, Because pretty much after Cameron left... They didn't really know what they wanted, how they were going to do the franchise. And even still to this day, the franchise is still um, sputtering because, you know, it's been um, the rise. It's been Terminator 3, um, Terminator Salvation and Terminator Genesis. You know, those movies came out afterwards. Now, there was an actual TV series that was actually pretty good. Yeah, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. That was actually pretty good. It actually starred. Our friendly um, neighborhood Game of Thrones um, top villain, Cer- or Cer- Cersei, Lena Headley. Oh, wow. <laughs> she played Sarah Connor. That's where <laughs> I knew her from. So watching Game of Thrones, you know, all I could think about was just Sarah Connor, you know, because right. she was um, really good in that TV show. <laughs> it actually, um, Brad actually bought, brought back Brian Austin Green <laughs> from from um, from early 90210 days because he was he started to be like really like uh, you know Brian Austin Green you know he can't really act but he was really good on that show he played um, he played uh, John Connor's brother no John Connor's father's brother. Uh-huh. Um, hashtag hate Sam because I may have gotten that wrong, but he played a relative <laughs> of the of the Connors from the future. Um, but it was a, it was actually a pretty decent show to say the least. Um, so now to the present, James Cameron does have the rights back because it was a rights thing issue. Terminator series all this time, and now the rights are reverted back to him, and now he's going to do oh, another another movie, another Terminator movie. With Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. (laughs) Can I make a personal plea? Uh Uh-huh. James. (laughs) Hi. 
This is Scott from Nerdcyclopedia. <laughs> I'm asking you to do something for all of us. Stop trying to make Avatar sequels. Oh my god. I know you thought I was going to say something about Terminator. <laughs> but to be honest, I think you do a good job with those films, and I'm okay with that continuing. Yes. But Avatar doesn't need two sequels. It, it, it doesn't need four sequels. <laughs> Avatar doesn't need any sequels. It was just Dances with Wolves, except the villains were even dumber and more destructive than in that movie. I mean, these guys only need to discover shaft mining. That's it. <laughs> James, let it go. James, we had that technology 200 years ago. We have it now. We would have it in the future. Why would they just do strip mining? It just makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, so, so listen. Just focus on Terminator, James. Yeah, please focus on Terminator. That's a, that's a better franchise and a better fit for your your um your your style and everything. You're a master at um, you know, effects and all that. So please please stop the avatar stuff. You don't need any more of that. J- James, this is this is 2017. <laughs> this is not 2015 anymore. <laughs> Nobody wants to see an optimistic environmental morality tale. <laughs> they want to see hardcore robots sent back from the future yes. to warn us about the impending nuclear apocalypse that we all are sure is going to happen. That is sounds so much cooler <laughs> and, and, and and so much more relevant, you know. But hey. As a person from the state of West Virginia, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> shaft mining is real. And it's spectacular. All right. That note. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, this has been a really good um letter, you know. Yes. See, I didn't um I didn't expect us to talk about Terminator today. I'm so glad we did. Yeah, I sprung that on you. I didn't I Yeah, I'll thank you. thank you for that. Thank you for that. So um, you guys can reach us again at NerdCyclopedia um, Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at NerdCyclopedia. Um, check us out um, on our website, NerdCyclopedia.com. And um, we got any more tags? Um, other than uh, Hate Scott, Hate Sam. I guess if you don't like Mr. T this week, Kate, do that. Um, but I would pity you, and you would be a fool. <laughs> That's the truth. Um, yeah, you can pick us up there. Uh, the Facebook page is really the best way to get uh, feedback to us. Throw us some likes. Throw us some shares if you like the show. Uh, also on iTunes, uh, where we are available, we'd like a five-star review, please. Uh, we will beg for it, but if you don't give it to us and you give us a four-star, I'm going to give you the business. He's going to give you the business. All right, we'll see you next week. Thanks right, out, crazy man. Later.